Now, journalist and broadcaster uh, Karima Brown has died. Uh, Brown succumbed to uh, COVID-19-related complications early this morning. Now, she'd been admitted to hospital last month uh, where she was receiving treatment for COVID-19. And Brown hosted a number of broadcast shows, uh, most recently The Fix on ENCA on Sunday mornings. And formerly, uh, she was on Talk Radio 702. She also hosts on CNBC Africa. And uh, she she worked here at the S. ABC as well at Eris here and right here on SAFM. And we joined on the line now by John Perlman, who uh, has been um, a longtime friend and a broadcast colleague of Karima Brown's. Tate John, good to speak to you. Thanks for speaking to us here on Updated Noon. Thanks, Akina, for having me and my condolences to everyone who knew and Loved and engaged with Karima Brown. May her soul rest in peace. And the same to you. And Tate John, you know, uh, so much uh, being said at the moment. But let me start with, you know, your most pressing um, memory, can I say, of Karima Brown. I mean, you know, when you met her, what was it about her that stood out for you? So, Sakina, I first would have met her in early 1998. Uh, I was uh, very new to radio and uh, tasked with hosting AM Live, uh, which I did for, for, for more than nine years. Um, and I remember being in the, the very first meet, her, and I don't think we've been properly introduced, um, and it might be that at the time she was working on Pima, but we were in a gathering, and... Here was this person with very firm, very clearly stated ideas about a particular story um, and, and how that needed to be covered and what she thought were the key angles. And I thought, oh, okay, this is, this is someone I'm going to learn a lot from. And that proved to be true. Um, over time, Karima actually became my boss executive producer at AM Live. And I was just saying to somebody, I'm still discovering things that I learned from her, um, you know, almost 20 years later, she was a remarkably, uh, she had a remarkably far-reaching mind on big political questions. She was very, very passionate, but she also had the ability to stop and pause and assess and say, okay, we we, we haven't got to the bottom of this. There's much more we still need to know. She was extremely loyal as a boss, but if you had got things wrong, she would not hesitate to tell you. And I always um, felt that I was in in safe hands when I would go to her for advice. And, of course, over time she became a friend. Many people have reflected not just on her brilliance as a journalist, not just on her integrity and passion as a South African, but as someone who had a fabulous sense of humor, as somebody who had a huge enjoyment of life and cooking food with friends, and a person of deep, deep compassion, uh, something that I benefited from on more than one occasion. And, you know, as you say, uh, you know, describe her, I can actually see um, the pictures of the food she used to post. And, you know, if you went out to lunch or dinner with her, you know, yes. it, it, it was an experience uh, because she absolutely was such a foodie. But as you say, Ntate John, she was fiercely, fiercely loyal, uh, whether it was to her job, whether it was to her friends, her family and uh, to her principles. You know, and, and, and I'm sure you may have encountered that about her as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
Look, we, you know, political journalism, as I hardly need to do, Sakina, with, with your rich experience, is, is, is a hugely contested space. And it's a space in which, uh, yes, occasionally somebody is 100% right and somebody is 100% wrong. But it, it's usually much more complicated than that. And what, what I liked about Karina was that she was absolutely insistent that the digging and the hard work needed to take place. She had very strong views about what she believed was right and wrong. I don't think anybody would be in doubt about that. But if you could come and, and, and make a case for something, that a story should be covered, that a particular angle was more important than the one that was being focused on, you would get an argument, you would have to know your stuff, but it would always be considered. And I think that, for me, was, you know, a big part of the making of the career that I have had as a, as a radio presenter in, in the current affairs space. Um, yeah, she, she was she was tough, Karina, but she had a big, warm heart as well, and that was the package. And there had to have been some funny moments as well, that there, John? There, there were, I, I have to say, I'm... I'm struggling a little bit to think about any one specific one, Sakina, much as I would love to. But what I do remember is working hard, arguing fiercely, but there was always laughter. Um, I used to say, you know, we introduced um, the After Eight debate as part of AIM Live. Um, and I once said to somebody, I wish we could broadcast the, the, the pre-after eight debate, which was the meeting where we would discuss what we were going to cover, because that was the most interesting conversation. I like to think what we put out on air was excellent. But the argument of smart, interesting colleagues, Karima was certainly not the only one, but she was, she was the person playing the leading role. But the, the fierce debates we would have about actually what is the topic? Why are we even discussing this? Why do we think listeners would be interested um, and mixed in with those memories was a sense of always laughing a lot. It, it, it was an extremely special time, and both as a person and a professional, I'm, I'm still living and reaping the benefits of that relationship. Mm. And Anna, just as we round this up, I have to ask you a, the mandatory legacy question. You know, wh- what is it that Karima Brown has left for us in this profession, and, you know, what will we remember her for? So I think there are a few things, Sakina. The first, I would say, is people who worked with her will know that our job is never to accept easy answers, that as either a colleague or a boss, she would have always said, yeah, but what about this and what about that? And I think that sense of of restless curiosity was a hallmark of the work she did, and and, and I really believe it should be the hallmark of, of those of us who carry on. I think the second thing was just sheer hard work. Um, Karina worked incredibly hard, insisted that everyone else should work hard in the knowledge that she'd always be the one to switch the lights out at, at the end of the day. Um, if she wasn't sleeping on the floor under her desk. She worked incredibly hard. And I think, I think the third thing was that she always believed that journalism was not just there because it was fun to do, but journalism served a purpose. At her bedrock and, and, and as her first principle, Karima was an incredibly patriotic South African. And there will be people who will disagree with what she pursued and the conclusions she drew about what would build a better country. I don't think any of them would argue that her 
deep commitment to building a South African democracy was at the heart of what she did. Um, I think she would expect us to long continue debating and arguing about some of the things uh, that she would have put forward as first principles. But her commitment to uh, building a South African democracy, I think, will be perhaps her biggest legacy. That, of course, plus the incredible friendship and love that she goes to the people she cared about. They will miss her terribly. Dr. John, thanks so much for your time. Uh, Karima Brown's uh, longtime uh, friend and colleague, John Perlman, speaking to us there. And uh, if you've missed it, if you've just joined us or haven't uh, had an opportunity to listen or read what has happened this morning, uh, we were talking about the late Karima Brown, who passed away this morning of COVID-19 related complications.